0: Hello, welcome to What the CF episode 18. It's me, Ingrid, and I'm really pleased to finally be sharing an episode with you from Cystic Fibrosis New Zealand, where I had a chat with Lisa Burns. I've wanted to do an episode on CFNZ since I started the podcast, and it's just never quite lined up or never quite happened. Uh, But finally, I got to go into CFNZ HQ and have a chat with Lisa, who's the chief exec there. We have a chat all about the history of the organization, what they do most importantly what their plans are for the future, and if you listen to the end, there's an exclusive sweat announcement that you might want to know about too. So have a listen. Hope you enjoy the podcast. As usual, if you want to support the podcast, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash WTCFpod and make a donation. If you want to give us any feedback, comments, or you want to be on the podcast, then you can email WTCFpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at WhatTheCFPod and on Facebook at what the cf a fibrosis podcast and you can also visit our website which is what as usual we love hearing from you we love hearing your feedback and comments and etc <clears throat> we've had a bit of a crazy couple of weeks with our little one getting admitted into hospital twice and um, that we are actually home again now and fingers crossed we're staying home. (laughs) But he's to reassure everyone he is doing well and going to rest at home probably for another week. Uh, So I hope everyone can enjoy this episode and do let us know if you have any comments or questions or you'd just like to tell us how much you love the podcast. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to What the CF. I'm actually out of the house, which is such a rarity for me in all aspects of my life. Um, we are here at CFNZ HQ in Auckland, and I'm here with Lisa, CEO of CFNZ. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Ingrid. It's a pleasure to be here and talk I to you this morning. Isn't it amazing to be in person? I've hardly done any of these podcasts in person, so it's really great to actually be here and meet you all. Yes. Uh, because I know you all quite well from social media and emails and so on, so it's actually really great to be everyone, it's great to be here. Um, I wanted to do a podcast on cystic fibrosis New Zealand so that um, people who are new to the CF community can find out a bit more about you, and also those of us with younger children, there's other aspects to um, CFNZ and things that you do that people might not know about. But I thought we would start with you, because you are CEO here. Um, and I thought you could maybe introduce yourself and tell me a bit about how you ended up working at CFNZ.
1: Wow, it's uh, first of all it's a huge privilege to lead this organisation. Um, the challenge was so much bigger than I could have ever imagined when I took this role. Uh, prior to the role that I was in before this I was actually in the corporate world. So um, for five years I was at Fidelity Life and I looked after their community partnerships essentially, which is where my passion for not-for-profit came from. Uh, and then I took a role uh, and I was working for Dementia Auckland in Dementia New Zealand um, for a couple of years and uh, then got the big old shoulder tap to um, interview for this position. And um, it has been uh, a real roller coaster of learning um, because cystic fibrosis is such a complex condition. And obviously, going from something like dementia, which is a much older person's condition, mm. to this, which affects a much younger um, audience uh, of people, then uh, yeah, it required quite a lot of learning and, and
0: and knowledge. So, what was your knowledge of cystic fibrosis before you came here? Was mm. it in your life at all, or no? no. And and it was very.
1: Uh, very weak so but for my interview I did a lot of reading and a lot of prep Mm. and learned a lot and like many people I genuinely thought that CF was just a lung condition Mm -hmm. I had no understanding of the complexity of the condition uh, and when I started digging deeper and deeper and understanding uh, the significance and the breadth of the impact of this condition not just um, on the person but also on the family Mm. Uh, it was, yeah, it was overwhelming and definitely inspiring to take on this role. And
0: we're all learning that um, with our own family, with CF, is, it's just changing all the time. Treatments are changing. Um, and the way, uh, like with my son, finding out how it's actually going to affect him because everyone's so different. And when I talk to other parents, some of the issues we have are the same, but most of us are wildly different. And the kids are wildly different because they're all individuals, but even with similar gene combinations, they have completely different experiences. And I think that's something that's quite hard to get across to people outside of the community when you're building awareness of the breadth of things that it can affect, you know, and how people can be and have long periods of uh, being healthy and long periods of not being healthy and how that impacts the whole family life and stuff. That's that's something that I think is one of the things that takes a while to kind of learn. And, uh, you know, we're in the early stages of our, our journey as well. So there's quite a lot of different nuances for people. Could you tell me a little bit about the history of CFNZ, uh, how long it's been going, how it started, and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So, Cystic Fibrosis New Zealand was founded uh, by parents, for parents, back in 1968. So we are uh, one of the older charities in New Zealand and we're the only dedicated organisation that supports people with cystic fibrosis in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, uh, we have a long legacy uh, of supporting families and as things have changed and continue to change, we have to adapt and adjust and transition our support. Uh, you know, In the early stages of 1968, the life expectancy would have been teenagers. And now, you know, that's increased to 31 and with modulator medicines like Trikafta, it will increase again. Um, but what that means is that there are more and more people living longer and we don't know what aging with cystic fibrosis looks like in this yeah. country. And so we have to start to adapt our services uh, so that we can support people through quite a broad transition. And as you highlighted, everyone's different. So. The way that i explain it to people um, is that each person with cystic fibrosis is as unique as your fingerprint everybody's fingerprint is unique Mm. and um, no two cases of cystic fibrosis are the same it affects everybody differently and so as a result of that
0: we need to take that same approach to our services and support programs that's so interesting to think about yeah we don't know what it's like to have older people with CF and so don't know what the challenges are going to be but initially the challenges when I've spoken to people on Trikafta is just planning for a life they weren't expecting to have like mortgages, kids, um, longer careers, retirement even, all those things that people hadn't really thought about. That is a whole new world as part of a support network that people need. Do you, um, ha- in what way are you engaged with people internationally, like similar organisations maybe around the world that support, do similar work to yourself? So you engage with them? Do you all chat and hang out? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> uh, we,
1: we do chat and hang out. Not as much as I would like. Uh, I've been with CFNZ, it'll be two years in November, uh, and it has been very fast-paced since I got here. Like I haven't even had the chance to kind of put my head up and look at what's happening internationally. I've done a little bit of that work, but more recently I've been connecting with some of my counterparts um, and I had a really great conversation with David, um, who's the chief executive of CFUK Trust. Mm -hmm. And we had a great conversation about the challenges three years on about where things are at uh, with them. And he said the greatest challenges that they have faced is getting people to understand that it's not a cure. Mm -hmm. Trikafta or CAF Trio as it's called in um, the UK is not a cure and it's really important to help the wider public understand that Trikafta or medicines like Trikafta are not a cure. They help, they're a tool in the toolbox, Mm -hmm. but by all means, these people still have cystic fibrosis, they still have a number of challenges that go with this condition and it's really important that we're able to adjust and provide the support that's required Mm. um, as they need it.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important because I think when, from our experience with the diagnosis historian telling people, or even telling people now, is, as my instinct was, was, okay, what do we do about it? And how do we fix it? How do we change it? How does he recover from it? And then when you have to constantly tell people, oh, no, that, that's it. He has it. Oh, he'll get better. as he get older? No, he'll no, get worse, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to, because to, people's instinct is, oh, let's be positive. What's the positive side of this? And so now with After. People instantly are like, oh, but it's so great about that drug, so great, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, you can't take it yet, and he may not take it, depending on what he's dealing with at the time, because along with after comes other risks, you're on a lifetime of medication that can is an, an, a miracle drug, but also does have side effects, not everyone can take it, there's variants to it, so yes, yay, we got it. Um, but it's still something you're you're giving your child on a, on a daily and you want to make sure you're doing the best thing for them. Well, you know what? Education is super important. And, yep. and
1: raising awareness and helping the general public understand that we have to keep going until there's a cure. And that is the role of CFNZ in this community. So we've just recently redone our three-year strategy and mm-hmm. redone our, our vision and mission. And, and our, our moonshot or our vision is is that people with cystic fibrosis get to thrive and live long, healthy lives. And, and that's our hope, and that will happen once a cure is found, and we're not there yet. And so the role of Cystic Fibrosis New Zealand in the meantime, we like to say, is that we are the continuous thread. So we meet these families when a baby is diagnosed, and it's our job to walk beside them for life, them and their family, um, for whatever comes up and whatever they need. And the work that we have been doing, um, you talk about the fact that one minute you can be completely well and the next minute you can be very unwell. Um, since I started and that here- And they can look so well. It's an invisible condition, right? Yeah. So, so that's frustrating because people will be like, oh, you look don't so look good. sick. Yeah. yeah. So we've been working on a, um, a classic customer journey to understand what this looked like from a visual per picture perspective and it is complex it's it's like a twisty turny random game of life board it's so hard to so this is how we help people understand this is a work in progress and i have worked on this with um, lizzie Mackay, who is our comms manager who has cystic fibrosis Uh, she has a twin brother who has cf and so it's about helping people understand that when you get this diagnosis you're in this Mm. there's no way out and you can go from living well um, and quite independently to things are a bit tricky and might need some help to ending up in this tricky loop with yeah you know infections and um, risks of diabetes or liver complications or, or other things, and so we've been trying to find ways to help educate people who are needing to help family members or friends or schools
0: understand the complexity of this condition. People want to help and they want to know. They do, but you have to hammer home initially what it is, because what what we want
1: this to be is effectively a tool for families. Mm. We want our social workers to be able to use it as a non-scary tool to help families understand that there is gonna be ups and there is gonna be downs, but there will be times where um, things get a bit easier. But also at what point in the journey can they get support from Cystic Fibrosis New Zealand? So hospital allowances and breath for CF grants to remove those barriers to physical exercise, which is so important uh
0: things like so tell us about that so just for the sake yeah. of what people can't see that lisa's showing me is a map linking to all the different offshoots of where your life can go with cf and then where cfnz could then be there for support so i'm not able to share it but you can imagine a very busy <laughs> a very busy map with like lots game of, of lifeboard different, yeah lots of yeah. different ways that things can go um, for, for the breathe for CF grant, um, could you tell, so again to people that are new to being in the, the club and no one wanted to join, to quote Sue from <laughs> the yep. field workers, um, how, how do they access it and what is it?
1: So the BREATH for CF grant uh, is available and accessible to every person who has cystic fibrosis in New Zealand and that's right through from our babies through to our adults. So up to the age of six, the Physical Activity Grant is $150, and six and over is $300. And there is no eligibility criteria, you just have to have cystic fibrosis. And that Breath for CF grant is about removing physical barriers to exercise, so providing it relates to movement and Mm -hmm. exercise and staying well, uh, your social worker can support you um,
0: to get access to um, to that funding. So people use it for, I know, like trampolines. Um, What did we do with Awesome? We did some swimming lessons and um, a bike, I think, was the second one that we got. I think we've done it this year, but I can't remember what he...
1: And that's the other important point, is that it is an eligibility thing every year. Mm. So people get um, something towards a gym membership or new gear to wear to the gym or new shoes. We've done... um, Soccer fees,
0: and you know, yeah, because it all adds up as well, all those things. Um, but yeah, I think that for the little ones, um, a lot of people get the little trampolines where they hold onto a bar and they can start jumping pretty much as soon as they can, yeah, stand, they can jolly jumping. Yeah, so all of those sort of things are quite good for anything that can help get that mucus shift. and shift that
1: mucus is beneficial. Uh, we, yeah, very happy to, to help support families in any way.
0: Does CFNZ get government funding as well? Or is it all donations? We
1: do. We get a very small amount from Te Aura. Ora. Uh, it's less than 4% uh, and that is specifically tagged to our social worker service. Oh right, So yeah. yeah so we have four um, what we call community support leads who work in the community um, and cover the whole country. And so we get um, a small amount of contribution from Te Whata Ora. The rest of it comes from donations, fundraising, the community, uh, campaign revenue,
0: trusts and foundations and some sponsorships. So those field workers, I think the second episode we did on What the CF was on the CFNZ field workers. So if you want to know more about what the field workers do, I spoke to Sue and she's in the South Island, I She believe. is, she's based in Canterbury. Um, so you can listen to episode two of What the CF if you want to know more about what the field workers do and get an intro into how you would work with them. But basically from my experience, if I need some help, support or advice, I can text or call. Um, Gretchen who's ours and um, get some more information and support there and sometimes she's at a clinic for support or a chat or that kind of thing so and I think as well a lot of their job they support the adults with CF when they're in hospital visit them bring them what they need help yes. them with food vouchers and that kind of thing which is so it's a pretty amazing job that they do oh yeah, so what about uh, the Mark Ashford sponsorship grant that you give each year can you tell us a bit about that so the Mark Ashford Scholarship uh, is a five. Scholarship, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mark Ashford Scholarship is a three thousand dollars scholarship um, that is given out for tertiary excellence. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have the Safe Achievers Awards, uh, oh, which cool. also happen every year, and that is for achievement in arts, leadership, sports. Is and that so, any age, or is that more teenagers? I believe that that's any age. Mm-hmm. I would need to check that. That's a good question. Um, but I know that uh, depending on what your achievement is, if you've achieved something that you feel is is of um, worthy celebration, then it's absolutely worth putting in uh, an application for CF achievers. Cool. And if you have uh, achieved something in tertiary, then it's worth going for the Mark Ashford. And then we also have the... Um, and is
0: there any, they can do anything they want with the... Money.
1: Yeah, it's not tagged for anything. Cool. It's literally just a gift from uh, from those sponsors, yes. And and then we have the, the gift that uh, comes from the Chris Howlett uh, Endowment Fund, which is every year, um, or every time somebody turns 21, um, they get a, a payment from the Chris Howlett Endowment Fund, which I believe oh, wow. is $1,700. Wow. So that's as a acknowledgement of the journey that people have been on Uh, with CF, and and they can put it towards anything that they feel they want to help to support
0: their future. Mm. Um, Is there anything else about CFNZ as an organisation that you would want to make sure people know about, that are listening, that they might not know about?
1: I think the big thing is that we are going through a massive period of transformation right now. So we need to make sure that we continue to support our families who are not eligible for after. That yep. is absolutely um, front of mind for us. So families who have somebody in palliative care, um, they may have had liver um, damage, means they can't take it. Mm-hmm. They may not have the eligible mutations. There could be a whole host of reasons. They may have started on after and had to come off. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that those people don't get left behind
0: because we have a whole community to continue to support. So it goes back to that whole education and awareness point of that it isn't a cure, and that we don't have a cure, and not everyone suits every treatment and that kind of thing.
1: So one of the things that I discovered when I first got here was that there had been a huge amount of um, insights research done into understanding what the community thought, felt, needed, all that sort of stuff.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And what came through really clearly to me at that time was that there was a greater need for connection, so connecting Mm. families to other families because Obviously, again, that's another thing that people don't understand, that you can't put two people with CF in the same room. So therefore it makes it more difficult to get support. Um, So how do we do a better job of creating connection? Uh, How do we provide an education programme? So an education programme, my gosh, can cover a multitude of topics, but where do we start? And then we do have a very clear need for mental health. Mm -hmm. And then it's transition. So how do we support young people transitioning from being a young adult into living an independent life and what's needed from from that perspective. So there was kind of four big themes for me. Mm -hmm. The first one I think which is gonna be of most benefit to the community is around the education stuff. We're doing some things in the mental health space already, Uh, but in the recent survey we did only 25% of the community have access to a mental health professional, so a psychologist at clinic. Uh, yeah. which is very low so we need to be looking at options around mental health support as it's coming up and we know that the clinical teams are working on that when, when they're at clinic, they're doing surveys and keeping an eye mm-hmm. on it uh, but we need to make sure that we have the tools, the infrastructure to to be able to provide that when needed and we're very lucky that we do have one of our social workers who is a trained coun- counsellor and is able to help. Mm. Um, on top of that, uh, we've got a really good indication now from the community about the education topics that mm-hmm. they want to hear about. So it's we're in that stage now of trying to secure some funding to work out how we can deliver that education program yeah. and start to provide the support to the community uh, as much as possible and get them engaged. So using online tools and resources like Zoom and Teams to bring everyone together Mm. in a space where they can ask their questions and have them answered. So that's probably the immediate priority for me and thinking about how we continue the ongoing support for families so that they don't feel left behind if Trikafta is not an option.
0: Yeah, no that's really great. I do think that that connection thing is really important and I found the CFNZ Facebook group really great for that especially initially. Mm. When we joined, because then you can just ask questions or people share stuff, good or bad, or discussion yeah. points and that kind of thing. So it was a really good place. And, and you also get the varying opinions and realise we're all just people dealing with <laughs> we're dealing with it and stuff. Um, and everyone's coming from a different place and a different background. So I definitely would recommend, if you're not already a member, to become a member of the CFNZ Facebook group. Where else can people find you? So if they, because you've got lots of resources on the website. We do have lots of resources on the website and and I would just say
1: a great starting point if you're not already connected into a social worker and you want to be uh, in terms of the fact that they can help you with child disability allowances and and a variety of other support channels, just go straight onto the Facebook Facebook page or the website and reach out to us and we can make sure we connect you with the right person.
0: Yeah, because that child disability payment is um, not means tested until they're eighteen. Correct. So you just fill out some forms, and and I believe you have to do an annual certificate that says that. Which is quite strange, you're like, well it's a genetic condition so it's not going anywhere. We were actually talking about this yesterday, funnily um, enough. But it's so enough. weird, you have to sign a form every year to say, yep, yeah, they've still got they cystic, still have cystic fibrosis. fibrosis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we got that sorted out pretty quick, but maybe some people don't know about it, like you said, if they're not connected.
1: The social worker can absolutely help with that, and that's something that they, they particularly do with our new
0: families that are diagnosed, is yeah. they can get onto that quite quickly. And what you're saying about that whole need for education, support, mental health, and the whole new stages of life, because I was even thinking about um, having spoken to someone recently who's starting a new career. He always thought like, oh, I'm not employable with yeah. someone with CF because you think, well, I've got to tell them and then what if I have to have time off? And a few adults I've spoken to, you know, they always have a lot of praise for their employers because they feel like, oh, yeah, you know, they're really helping me out. But actually, well oh, no, you're, you're providing something, you're working and doing a job and you're a human being who has uh, something that needs to be taken care of. You you know they they are great as as their kind employers, but you are owed you're still allowed to have a life and a job, and that awareness for people I think is important as well. But most people that I've spoken to, their work experience has been great. Their employers have been very understanding, very supportive, and we can and it's never we can bothered do that. them. Yeah, yeah, we can so do that. So that's a whole new stage of life thing because you think well, there's school, there's uni, there's going saver, to work, there's, getting work ready. Yeah. it's a whole new world, which is a good world to
1: be part of, but... But we've got to make sure that we support people through that because in one form or another it's an existential life crisis because you you kind of were preparing yourself that you you were only going to maybe make it to this point in your life and now there's this whole kind of, I might make it another 27 years on top of that. Mm. And so that means that people don't have KiwiSaver, they haven't planned for the future. Mm. And we need to make sure that we help them with the right tools and the right information and the right resources. And so that's what we're doing in the background at the moment, yeah. uh, is is really looking at what providers are out there that can help support or maybe sponsor a particular program that we can run, we know from the survey information what people are particularly interested in. We know that there's going to be things like uh, diet, and nutrition. We're already seeing in Australia um, this issue around obesity, and we know that that's something that could come here, which means we're going to need to be supporting because
0: people have always able, eaten a high-fat diet. It's on weight for the first time in their lives. Correct. So it's a whole new, a whole new thing. So it's very much watch this space with CFNZ at the moment because there's lots of We've got of a change. lot of really
1: exciting stuff going on, but we're also in a cost of living crisis. Our uh, our revenue is down um, like it is in so many charities. donations churches. down
0: because of that?
1: Donations dropped off a cliff mm-hmm. uh, in December. And right. so it's probably a mix of two things. One is we're in a cost of living crisis and, uh, you know, people donating is is becoming more and more difficult for many charities, not just CFNZ. Yeah, yeah, but then there's also that perception that the problem's been fixed. And so therefore we don't require any more support and that couldn't be further from the truth.
0: So if we go, is it CFNZ dot nz you can donate you and can. then you've got the May CF Awareness Month and you've got September. We do have September coming up. So that's coming up so people can do an activity get sponsored. Um, if you go onto the CFNZ website, you can get all the tools and sign up. And I did it a couple of years ago. I did um, the mud, was it, was it the mud run thing that we did out in Helensville? Well, you didn't do it. You uh, what? Tough mud. I'm talking, no, it wasn't that. I don't think it was that. Was no. it that? I no, it, was it wasn't that. Run. It was like a mud run thing. I can't remember what it was actually called. <laughs> I did it with um, another CF parent and a friend who got roped in somehow. And apparently her husband was with Ian and he was like, she never does stuff like this. <laughs> this is her worst nightmare, like getting dirty and stuff. So it was so nice to have someone outside the community yeah. join in. We wore our CFNZ t-shirts. And if anything, Ian was disappointed when we got back that we weren't muddy enough, because I think we were just muddy up to here, but we weren't full body. Oh. Mm. did he throw mud uh, on you? No. <laughs> but Harrison, my eldest son, was like, oh, mom, what's wrong with you? Um, but that was really fun. So you can do sign up, do an event. You can do anything. And then we, I think we raised about three thousand dollars doing That's it. That's amazing. Um, so through the three of us, we were able to raise some money, and actually, it was a good thing to do. But most people are doing it for different charities and stuff. So Sweat great. The other time we did it, where we were like, oh, we're just going to do so many steps a day or something. this year you can, can sign up simple. as an organisation
1: so you can do a, oh, cool. you can do a team of people you can do individual or you can actually sign up your organisation to do it so this year we're trying to obviously promote getting moving in Sweat for organisations but we also want to idea. make sure that our CF community continues to remain vigilant with their exercise and this is mm-hmm. a really good way to do it is to set themselves a task Yeah, um, I have not publicly announce this yet but I'll choose to do it on the podcast and so you can have it as a as a um exclusive Exclusive. thank you Ian (laughs) that (laughs) was the word I was looking for (laughs) so uh, I am going to be raising funds for sweat timber this Mm -hmm. year and uh, if I hit my donation total uh, I'm going to skydive (gasps) (gasps) out of a plane and I'm terrified (laughs) of heights Yeah, so uh, it will, the, the obviously I'll go right till the end of September or yeah. September. and then if we hit the donation target, myself and, she'll kill me for saying this, one of our team <laughs> um, has uh, said she will do it with me and I'm going to jump out of a plane. So that means I will need a lot of support because if anybody wants to see me jump out of a plane, they have to help me hit the donation target. When so, you get
0: a GoPro, hopefully they film it and you can post it. We
1: (laughs) we will definitely have some form of camera attached to me, but this really will be an opportunity to highlight what it is like getting a CF diagnosis Mm -hmm. in that many families go into free fall Mm -hmm. and they don't know where the ground is under their feet and a whole lot of other things that are a really nice way of explaining and helping uh, the, the general public understand Uh, why. Um, And so we'll do some, um, we'll probably attempt to do some media and PR around it at the time to help raise awareness Mm -hmm. about why we're doing it. But there you go, I've said it now, it's done. You've got to do
0: it. It's done well. The cat is out of the bag. I will be donating to see you jump out. (laughs) I mean, it's my worst nightmare. So I admire you um, putting yourself (laughs) through that. But I'm sure everyone that does it doesn't regret doing it. They enjoy it in the end. But I always think... Once you get over the terror. Yeah, yeah. I always think, well, you enjoyed it because you landed on the ground. (laughs) Once you get your feet on the solid ground, it'll be all good. We're not all Tom Cruise. We don't want to jump Yeah,
1: No, our Sweat Temper website is currently under renovation at the moment. And uh, we hope to have that live at some stage next week. And so between
0: me and uh, Fred Bear, we'll be uh, up to all sorts of early August, people can can Start registering. That's cool. So we always end the podcast with a What the CF moment. I would assume you have many because of what you do for a job, but if you were going to pick one What the CF moment, what would it be?
1: It was probably getting TRICAFTA funded, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because that's pretty
0: much when you first came, that must have been you jumped straight into that campaign, I guess.
1: That was literally almost the first thing that the board told me they wanted me to achieve. It was like, this this, this is your first priority. Yeah. You need to kind of work on getting this, this medicine funded. So from the perspective of we just threw everything at Mm. that and we've had a lot of people ask us how did you do it? Like, Mm. how did that happen? And in some cases we still look at each other and think it's a miracle that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we didn't think it would happen when it did happen. And we're such a small community of people, yeah. but it, it touches a lot of people I find with CF, because everyone will always, and because New Zealand's such a small connected it's a ripple. country. It's a ripple effect, you people know. People know I went to school with someone with CF, or my friend's cousin has it. Yes,
1: it's actually surprising how many people have had an interaction with CF in their lives, but I think that um, it was a real blessing because mm. lots of families were having to consider moving overseas, yeah. and by getting it when we did it meant that that didn't have to happen. Yeah. Um, we were able to save a lot of people from having to go through the upheaval of moving their lives. Uh, it's come to late. I don't think many
0: people would realize how close that was, because, you know, um, I talk to people about it as a very real Thing that we would consider doing because of how life-changing it, it could be, and people shouldn't need to do that. So it was a relief, to say the least, <laughs> to know that people here, and for the people that needed it so urgently and immediately. When, and then we you know, have we people
1: that it's come too late. You know, where there were more than thirty other countries around the world that had truck after or access to this treatment before we did, yeah. and for some people it has just it's come too late, which yeah. is incredibly sad and. Everything that we do, uh, we honour those people and we will continue to fight for every available treatment because the future is bright. There's a lot of research going on in in terms of different treatments and looking for treatment options for people where there is nothing available at the moment. And we have to keep fighting for those treatments Mm -hmm. to make sure that they're accessible for people
0: when they become available. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for making the time for me today. Everyone can find you on cfnz.org.nz, and you guys are on Instagram. We're on Instagram. And Facebook, and the Facebook group. And, and we're on LinkedIn too. Oh, and on LinkedIn too. Yeah. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Good. you.